The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Only pay for what you need when you download the Transit app and ride Coda. Plan, track, and pay for rides right from your smartphone. Unlike daily and monthly paper passes, fares never expire because unused funds roll over to the next month. Never pay more than $4.50 a day or $62 a month, no matter how many times you ride. Digitize your dollars and save when you download the Transit app. Learn more at Coda.com forward slash Transit app. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to another episode of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. Miguel Andujar has switched agents back to the one he already had. Does it mean anything? Is he any more likely to be traded now than he was before this switch was made? It turns out the Yankees might have ended the Colorado Rockies franchise. We'll dig into that. And another former high-profile Met has bit the dust in his new home thanks to a series of really gross allegations. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. Make sure to drop us a five-star review alongside a mailbag question. We will be more than happy to lend credence to that mailbag queue. Thomas Carinante, what's going on? Uh, Pretty slow 48 hours in Yankees land, but a couple of things to dive into. Mostly, it's the rest of baseball falling apart around us. Yeah, maybe the Yankees are enjoying the snow day. It's like five feet of snow outside. Just, no one's going anywhere for the this foreseeable morning, future. This morning, I went out. It was like, it's not snowing anymore. And I even reported back. I was like, it's done. It's not snowing. People were like, oh, really? Uh, no, it's definitely no, still snowing. It's snowing. It's snowing. And snowing the now, wind is ridiculous. Yeah. Here we are. Cashman's probably just kicking his feet back, enjoying his time. A couple of days off. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, slow 48 hours. The biggest news we have is Miguel Andujar changing agents back to his original agent. So not really a change. Uh, I don't know. We're, we're, we were teetering on the idea that this could maybe influence a trade or make one more likely based on what's happened. Uh, And that kind of makes me question. I don't really know what's going on because his agent, his previous agent, who I guess he just parted ways with was the one who kind of called out the Yankees about his demotion to the alternate site last year on two separate occasions which would seemingly expedite the trade process if this guy's openly calling out the organization uh, and talking about how his client deserves uh, consistent major league reps and that he's certainly deserving of a roster spot if he's not getting, even if he's not getting consistent playing time, but it was clear the Yankees had other priorities. Uh, Clint Frazier was one of them. We tried uh, and Duhar in the outfield a couple of times. It, It really did not look great. 
Um, Almost forgot that happened. Yeah, it was not. It was really not good. Uh, he seemed to have potentially improved in the Dominican Winter League. Um, I know that that's not against, you know, the cream of the crop MLB talent, but you're getting reps in the field in a position that you don't play against professional baseball players of some capacity. I think that that, that could certainly help and play a role in helping you refine uh, any of your struggles that you may have. But he's not getting his third base job back, which couldn't be more clear unless there's – I don't even want to say anything bad about Gio Urshela. So I'm not even going to mention anything about the injury. He's going to be healthy for opening day and during an entirely healthy full 2021 season. It's going to be great. So Andujar is not going to touch the hot corner ever again. Um, just bad luck, man. This guy should have probably been the rookie of the year if not for the writers for some reason giving the edge to Shohei Otani, which I still don't really agree with. Um, nonetheless, that shoulder injury in 2019 just paved the way for Gio. And at this point, if you're the Yankees, there is absolutely no way you could take the job away from Gio at this point, which now leaves Andujar as the odd man out. Why? Because you have Clint Frazier in left. He's not touching left field. You got Mike Talkman behind him. Who's probably, who's definitely better defensively, um, and adds a left-handed bat. So that gives the Yankees a little bit more, uh, of an advantage offensively. And then you have Brett Garner waiting in the wings who, nine times out of 10 would be the option over Miguel Andujar in left field. If it was just a random day and Clint Frazier wasn't starting. So I don't know, uh, maybe they're carving out a role for him in some other capacity uh, to work around the infield a little bit more. I know first base was floated. Uh, who knows? Maybe Luke Voigt will, you know, need to take a seat. I don't know if they're high on Mike Ford anymore. I have no idea, but I don't know why that this would to me, at least it doesn't feel like this is, pushing a trade but that could be wrong it's weird it just feels like maybe tensions were boiling over at the end of last season perhaps Andujar didn't encourage his representatives to call the Yankees out for sending him back to the alternate site which yeah. at the time was annoying he was just starting to get his sea legs under him but it was also completely defensible because he didn't really have a role there he, he was getting scattered strange at bats every time he appeared at third base People would go, oh, I don't want to see that. <laughs> like he he had he had a weird start to his his Yankees career where you know 2018, he was one of the best hitters on the team. Hitters. And we all paid Progressive's Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. If you were head coach, you would not have gone for it on fourth down. Your confidence in your play calling ability might be a little overblown, considering you're barely confident in which restaurant to order takeout from, let alone choosing a play in front of 70,000 screaming fans. But you definitely can use Progressive's Home Court Explorer to easily compare rates. Coverage for Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations put over his defensive deficiencies as much as we could because we loved him because he hit you know for extreme power record-setting number of doubles but his value was the highest to the yankees you know of all mlb teams yep. we were already enduring stuff where people were being like you can't win with anduhar there look at that drs look at those errors and we had to keep <laughs> off being like no we can we totally can it do our kicks ass while knowing secretly that like if we were stuck with him at third base for the next six years it was going to be serious trouble because there were real genuine issues there one of you know i don't want to be this guy but one of the worst day-to-day -day fielders you'll see in mm -hmm. baseball really really bad it embodied by that game at fenway where the last out found him in the bottom of the ninth and he threw it in the dirt. It skipped past Greg Bird. Game tied. Yankees losing extras. Four-game sweep. 
you know, against the Red Sox that sealed our divisional fate in 2018. It kind of felt like at the end of 2018, I felt like, all right, we're stuck with a Duhart third forever, despite his faults. And every time the Yankees face off with the Red Sox, they're going to have J.D. Martinez and we're going to have Giancarlo Stanton, a worse J.D. Martinez. And they're going to have Alex Cora and we're going to have Aaron Boone, a worse Alex Cora. And I kind of just felt like there were three key positions where the Red Sox were going to have comparable players to us, but better players to us for the next five or six years. Now, I'm not as down on Boone as I was that day when the ALDS ended. Uh, and Cora obviously hasn't proven anything with a clean, you know, doing things the right way. Uh, I'm certainly not feeling the same way on Giancarlo versus JD. JD's Red Sox career could end at any moment. And he's not the same player as Giancarlo when healthy. Uh, JD, for some reason, uh, needs the video room where I'm sure there are uh, <laughs> other things going on other than your typical uh, pregame analysis in order to get his bat right. That's interesting to me and to everyone. But and Duhar is now not a part of really the future. His value to the Yankees is not what it was in 2018. His value to the rest of baseball is somehow even lower than his value to the Yankees. People keep throwing him into trade packages. I keep doing it. I don't really yeah. know how you can do that with a straight face at this point. He's not a centerpiece. He's like the fourth, you know, piece in a trade. He's a reclamation project, and he was a second-place rookie of the year finisher two and a half years ago. Uh, I don't get it at all. So I feel like maybe he's he's angry or maybe the beginning of the end with his old representation is when they called the Yankees out so blatantly. I can't be sure, but I do know that it did feel like he was agitating for a trade at that point. Every move that his old representation made was in an effort to let the Yankees know that he wasn't satisfied with his current position and would probably prefer getting more reps elsewhere. Now, suddenly he went back to the drawing board, the old representative who had him in, in his glory days, quote unquote, in 17 and 18, and the same representative who reps Gary Sanchez. Uh, so that's a name, that rep's name is someone Cashman and, and Steinbrenner are going to hear from a ton this year. Whether he's trying to curry favor with the front office by switching to you know a more familiar name who, who hadn't called them out in the very recent past, whether he's trying to mend that fence because he wants to stay or he just wants trade talks to be, you know, the lowest amount of frostiness possible that I don't know, but it does, you know, raise my sensors a little bit. Yeah, and his value, his value depreciating is just, it's like buying a car. And then they say, you know, the second you drive it off the lot, it loses like $15,000 in value or whatever it is. It's like this guy was the runner up for rookie of the year. He was injured for a full season and then he came back and had staggered at bats and obviously didn't show that he was able to produce because I don't know what player who had a year layoff after major shoulder surgery is supposed to be able to show you that he's back to 2018 rookie of the year form in part-time at bats without a starting or even consistent position. So it's just nuts because the same thing happened with Clint Frazier a couple of years ago. He was a hot commodity as a top prospect. Then all of a sudden he gets a concussion and nobody wants him. He had, it, it, it's, 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 it's insane to even think about. And it's happened with other people in the past. I don't have the brain for it right now because we're live on the air and I can't think under pressure like that. So it's but happened it, with every Yankee yeah. rookie who's tried well, to play a second year. <laughs> like well, Talkman. Yeah, well, yeah, that too. But and it's also it's just like the Yankees continue to run into these bizarre problems where they have you look at the team on paper and it's great, and then they just have these stupid things happen that 
completely change the narrative or the value around players or the perception around players. And it's like, how is this, how does this, how is this the case? Glaber Torres moving a shortstop, for example, should have just been the best thing ever. Instead, now we're talking about until he shows us anything consistently, this guy is not the long-term answer, but he's one of the best young players in the game. So I, I don't know. I don't know how this is a problem. This is like the, the most like first class, first world problem you could possibly have as a sports fan, but it just doesn't make any sense to me. It's more confusing and frustrating than anything. Yeah. I hate society. Wouldn't it be great <laughs> if development was just linear? Like why on earth, why, why do the Yankees always seem to have these guys who take steps back and why didn't Glaber Torres go from a 40 home run second base shortstop hybrid in 2019 to being like, I don't know, batting champion, 12 homers in the shortened season in 2020. That would have been nice. Why, why on earth are there so many questions now that there weren't the year prior? And, and Duhar is just like everything you can say about Glaber Torres is questionable development path moving forward. It's and Duhar is that times like seven or eight. Like there's so much we don't know about him. If you asked me right now, if he's on a major league roster in three years, I genuinely couldn't tell you. And I would lean towards no, uh, so whoever his new representative may be, whether he sticks with his, his familiar representation or not, there's a lot, this person's going to have a lot on their plate and, and you factor in the Gary Sanchez angle too. And it just yeah. gets more complex. I, I really wish it weren't, uh, two happier times though. Very briefly. I think we do need to touch on the fact that, uh, the Colorado Rockies owner and GM held a press conference on Tuesday about uh, why they finally decided to ship Nolan Arenado away. Uh, they said a lot of things that really made it seem like they were going through some existential crises about what it means to be human. Uh, the Rockies owner said if he had the chance, he'd fire himself instead of the GM, which I thought was interesting because, you know, he could sell the team. It's an option. You, you could fire yourself if you really hate owning a baseball team. And if you think that it's, you know, a good idea to alienate your superstars, they're currently paying Nolan Arenado more money to go away to St. Louis than they've paid free agents over the last few years of Nolan Arenado's tenure. This is a playoff team in 2018. Uh, but that 2018 playoff team had DJ LeMahieu on it. The 2019 version did not. He went to the Yankees on a $12 million AAV deal for two years. And the Rockies owner on Tuesday acknowledged that letting LeMahieu go was a huge mistake. And, and it kind of seems like it was the beginning of the end for this core that led to Arenado being exiled. I kind of wish the Yankees had known this. Maybe they could have stepped in and gotten Arenado too. That would have been fun. But I, I can't help but agree that that was the case in terms of uh, this being the Rockies' downfall, in a sense, is last year with them. They get to the NLDS. That was their first NLDS appearance since uh, 2009. Uh, the year before, they had made the playoffs, but it was uh, in the wild card and they had lost. But you look at this team. I know they got swept by the Brewers, but the Brewers went to the, I, they went to the NLCS and faced the Dodgers that year. No, the uh, I, yeah, I was looking at the Brewers lineup. The Rockies lineup is was Arenado, Blackman, Dahl, Wade Davis, Ian Desmond when he after he signed that big contract. Carlos Gonzalez, I guess when he wasn't as terrible. Matt Holiday came back for that little uh, cameo, and that was a blast. Marquez, I think that was like right when they signed him to that contract. They had Ottavino on this team. They let him go. Trevor Story, obviously. Antonio Senzatella, I think who had a who had a good year that year. So. You let you let Ottavino and and uh, Lemayhu go, and you kind of see the wheels fall off a little bit. And yeah, it's tough. Look, I mean, this press conference from the Rockies today it was like Joe Bluth running it. Like, just you couldn't believe some of the stuff that was being said. Uh, and 
they tried to kind of patch up what they had done in terms of kind of tearing because they're calling they're not calling this a teardown but but it is a teardown it's fully a teardown you trade your best player and you give up all that salary you're paying for him to play somewhere else that doesn't indicate that you're trying to win because now you don't have extra money to make any moves and you're actually losing 15 million dollars you would think for over uh, next year because you're blowing 15 million dollars this year which could have been money spent on some acquisitions for before the uh before the 2022 season so uh just terrible all around i don't know how else you hop into a press conference though without just saying like i don't know what's going on this is i mean that's pretty much what they did they were just sitting there like yeah you know bad things happen sometimes and it's happened again with us and i don't really like what's going on and we're sure you don't like it either so that's that but yeah i think dj dj and the fact that dj is just producing in the manner in which he is with the yankees is unreal obviously i think we can be realistic here. DJ was really good in Colorado, but the Yankees lineup helps him succeed a lot. I'm not taking anything away from him, but if you put him in Colorado again, he's not an MVP finalist. He's not a silver slugger. He's, he's just not because the competition's uh, the, obviously not the competition, but the the talent around him is, is much different. Um, and knowing the Rockies, they don't have as many avenues to upgrade. So they weren't going to be able to get that talent and they're not a premier destination either. Nope, and they never will be again. Uh, We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be diving into the Mets' latest scandal. Stick around. Welcome back to the Inks Go Yard podcast. It's just, it's been so much fun watching whatever this Rockies thing is. I I do feel bad for the people out there in Colorado. I'm glad that we picked their pockets for for DJ and for Talkman and for Ottavino. I think maybe our time of dealing with the Rockies is over after hearing that conversation. The Rockies guys did pull my favorite thing that sometimes owners and GMs have screwed up do, where they were like, look, if I was a fan, I'd be mad at me too. I'd be real pissed. I'd be sad. And it's like, eh, you're just listing off the things that we feel. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make us feel any better. And like, shouldn't you have maybe not? If you're like, gee, what I'm about to do is going to make the people who root for my team absolutely furious at me. Should I not do it? You just you might want to have that impulse and just be like, oh, yeah, okay, I think I'll hold off. Yeah, that's a really bad idea. What they happens if it- they let him opt out, though? Like, what's the reaction of the fan base there? I don't know, re-sign him. <laughs> re-sign but he's him definitely, him. but he didn't want to be there. No, I know. But, but trading him for this was just, year. yeah, 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 that's it. Trade him last year. You let him go all the way to the boundary where you're getting like a, a couple top 20 prospects from the Cardinals for him. You know, well done. And the guy, you know, said also, if, uh, you know, 10 times this week I went back and forth, I got queasy thinking about whether or not this was the right decision. Like, yeah, that's when, you know, you already blew it. Like it, it yep. was last year. You, you blew it a year ago. And, and now here we are post pandemic trying to pick up the pieces. I don't necessarily blame them, but it's a rough situation all around. And it did all start going downhill when they let us get a bargain on our favorite uh, MVP at second base. So we do appreciate it. And now onto another touchy subject uh, that involves the Mets. Once again, they can't get out from under this type of stuff just because uh, this suspension and, and likely firing, honestly, a p- potential firing isn't going to happen on their watch, but they are the team that uh, apparently encountered Mickey Calloway, who, who an open secret was that he went town to town establishing inappropriate relationships with reporters, people in the industry, women from all walks of life. Uh, it was apparently almost an open secret common knowledge among certain uh, groups of females in Cleveland, in New York, and now he's the Angels pitching coach, although uh, that may change very soon. Uh, the Mets, though, were the organization that gave him the promotion. They took him from Cleveland as the pitching coach. 
to New York as the manager. They did that with Jared Porter, too. They plucked him from his assistant role in Boston, made him the GM, public face of the franchise in many respects, before a bombshell came out indicating that he had sent a string of insane explicit text messages to one female reporter. And on obviously, if he did that to one female reporter, it seems fairly obvious he did that to many more. Sandy Alderson admitted he didn't speak to a single woman uh, in doing the due diligence for that hire, which is a problem in many ways. Baseball needs more women of power and prominence in the front office who you can potentially consult on things like that. Uh, but there were several dotted alongside Porter's path, not nearly enough, but some people who they could have spoken to and didn't. So after we know Sandy Alderson didn't do his due diligence there and promoting somebody who is a, you know, a relative unknown outside the industry, he also plucked at, you know, after theoretically talking to a lot of different people settled on Mickey Calloway as the manager that, you know, the Mets, organization as a whole decided that he was a valuable manager uh last year that was you know two years ago that was the hire they made and apparently Callaway's got this the massive legacy of inappropriate behavior everywhere stories corroborated by all sorts of sources women across the country and since we know the Mets didn't speak to a single woman about Jared Porter do we think they spoke to a single woman about Mickey Callaway Obviously, this is the Angels' problem now. Porter was the Cubs' problem and the Diamondbacks' problem and the Red Sox' problem. Major League Baseball has a problem. It's not just the Mets, but then again, it also is partially the Mets. It it's certainly feels that way. Don't And it's crazy because it's under two different regimes. So you know that just something's up. Something, something's, something's just not right in terms of how both regimes are doing their legwork on these candidates. And before anybody complains, please, because I know people are going to complain because all anyone likes to do is put on their investigator's hat. He's not breaking the law. What? Uh, what? Oh, what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First of all, this is a person for the, for the 100th time for people to understand in a position of power doing this to people who are beneath him. Reporters are beneath managers they're beneath everybody. The reporters are just trying to get the information. So the two instances that we've seen that with Mickey Calloway, who was manager of the Mets, also pitching coach of the Cleveland Indians, now pitching coach with the Angels. Jared Porter, who was an executive with the Cubs and now was general manager with the Mets before getting fired, are people of in high position who are sought out by reporters to get information about the team or about whatever story they're trying to scoop, whatever it may be. And those, those are people they have to communicate with on a daily basis, and they don't want to be alienated from them because they're valuable assets to helping advance someone's career. So when this type of lewd behavior happens, is it illegal? No. But do you deserve to be in the industry if you're doing this? Also, no. You did Absolutely not. This, no. is not. this is not what any workplace, any person in any workplace should be enduring, especially females, especially in a sport like Major League Baseball that employs very few of them. I don't know what the demographics are across all the major sports. But if I were to guess, I would very, I would probably say that major league baseball has the fewest percentage of females. I think just based on exposure, how much we know about the NFL, how much we know about uh, the NBA um, actually probably the NHL does. I don't know. Either way, I'm just spitballing here. Uh, this is clearly an issue that uh, it's, it's in the Mets hands right now because they look really bad, but this should be a lesson for, every other team in major league baseball do a little bit more back background work when you're hiring somebody. I know you don't want to get into the forensics of it and act like, you know, you're, you're doing a background check for somebody uh, going to be hired by the FBI. But, you know, like you like we talked about previously with Porter, there was an assistant, what, what was it? An assistant to the GM uh, female in Arizona. 
I believe so. But there, there are prominent women in the Arizona front yes. office. So either way, Alderson yeah. just and the Mets just declined. Just yeah. never thought about it. Yeah, which is really dumb because all you have to do is first of all, it's somebody who worked closely with him. So if you're not, if you're only asking the Cubs, oh yeah, we worked with him. He was great. Okay, awesome. Somebody has a resume. They have a lengthy resume of previous jobs. Just because he did well with the Cubs doesn't mean he was, you know, an all-star with the Diamondbacks. You never know. Typically, you go back and ask people, especially for somebody as you know significant as as the general manager that's that's a pretty prominent position that you'd probably like to seek out more voices for and if he did work closely with women all you got to do is ask one or one or two and even if there are so few in major league baseball the fact that there was even this opportunity to do it is a is it was a huge miss by them and the worst case scenario you ask one of them and they give you a glowing review and then you say okay well is there do you know of any other potential female co-workers that uh had any interaction with him or any uh you know female reporters or any you know females that you might know outside of the workplace where he had other relationships i don't know i mean it does sound like a lot but as we continue to see this this stuff just doesn't go away it ha- it constantly happens and it's not just in sports it's everything you see you see it in all in all job uh you know job lines where people have position of power and they're abusing it in so many ways and it's just a bad look for Major League Baseball, and I think this should be a lesson for them. Yeah, and let's say the conversation with the female executive who you reach out to goes really well. Um, at least you tried yeah. to suss out a potential problem with this incredibly public-facing, important hire. And with the Porter situation, right, the, the one documented instance we have of extreme misbehavior was a woman he met once in an elevator. So I think if you reach out to women he worked with more personally or even knew more prominently, I'm not guaranteeing you find more allegations, but I'm saying that it's pretty likely that it was not an isolated one-time incident where Porter just was a perfect good boy and then rode the elevator with a beautiful woman once and was like, I think I'm going to send a picture of my penis to her and 62 other unanswered messages. I've never done anything like that before, but I think elevator woman was, you know, is someone who'd be interested in that type of thing. And like, like we talked about, uh, Porter, leveraging a, a reporter from a foreign country who who thought she had gained access to the Cubs front office during during their World Series run. He's using that against her to get something that obviously benefits only him. Mickey Calloway going after female reporters in many different cities who, you know, rely on access to the manager for scoops. Yeah. And th- you know, it's not just the Mets. This this is a culture-wide thing. We heard Britt Jirola shared a story about when she was in the embedded with the Orioles. There was an Orioles player who, before the wild card game in 2012, told her he had a great scoop for her, invited her to his, you know, his apartment, his, his hotel. When she got there, there was champagne and flowers, and he made clear advances within five seconds. And then she was shaken and couldn't do her job. It's not just the Mets, but it's it, it, so many women shared so many similar stories over the past week of, hey, by the way, you think this doesn't happen? Here are several instances where it happened. It's not cancel culture, by the way, because they're not mentioning names. They're not putting names to the stories. They're just saying, my life has featured these very avoidable problems of important figures in the game of baseball leveraging their power over me where they know I need to build a relationship. So they are trying to build an entirely different kind of sexual relationship just so that I can get the same access I was hoping to get platonically. That's what Callaway appears to have done over and over again, sending shirtless selfies of himself on a tractor, you know, going city to city. He even said he invited a, a female reporter to a Lumineers concert. Like 
all I'm saying is, you know, if you've tried and you failed to learn important information about someone you are giving a public promotion, then that is one thing. But if we know from the Porter instance that they didn't even try, then I think it's safe to assume they probably didn't try quite hard enough on Callaway either. And these are competitive jobs, competitive jobs that minority candidates usually don't get or don't get considered for. And there are these doofus Caucasian candidates who have created sexual stirs in multiple cities who are just sort of skating all the way to the top, fired for incompetence, not this behavior, fired for incompetence on the field, and then they wind up somewhere else. They don't go away until someone is bold enough and confident enough to speak about this. Yeah, and uh, thankfully, the Angels suspended Callaway. Uh, However, he's denied any wrongdoing uh, with these accusations that have come out, so that protects him from being fired until an investigation, I guess, runs its course. Uh don't really know what that's going to entail. I don't know if we've ever seen anything like this in like, at least of this scenario with like a, someone on the field. I know front yeah. office people used to, but this is, this is, this is might be first of its kind. And like I said, more going to be a learning experience and they're going to have to crack down and they're going to have to expand the, the, the background checks for a lot of these guys, because you just don't know. And then you don't want to be put in a position like this, like the Mets, where you hire a GM, then 37 days later, you're looking for another GM or you're the angels, you hire a new pitching coach. And now you don't really have a pitching coach or you're getting all the wrong press when you're just trying to move forward and have bounce back from whatever poor season you had the year prior. So Hopefully it's just just a lesson. That's all. That's really all I have to say about it because I am in no position of power to change anything. So hopefully people just open their eyes and realize that not everything's so black and white around, around all this stuff and that there's usually more to it and teams can make a better effort to uh, get, get ahead of this, this kind of stuff before all this shit hits the fan. Like we've seen. Yeah. It's a systemic problem and cancel culture. It's just holding people accountable for their actions. People aren't being canceled for no reason or erased from the face of the earth because they've done nothing wrong. It's because they've done major things wrong. And also shout out by the way, to Barstool KFC for saying that this is all leaked now to, uh, enhance the possibility that Trevor Bauer would sign with the angels because he doesn't like Callaway. Apparently that was a you know, they, they butted heads and that's why he wasn't going to sign in Anaheim. And now the path, the path isn't cleared by the way. So KFC, uh, he's suspended, not fired. So I don't think Trevor Bauer is, is going to be making his free agency decision based on this bombshell report, uh, that absolutely has nothing to do with him. Yeah. And that was the same thing with Porter. Everyone's like, what is, what is ESPN holding on to this story for four years for? They oh, have we this wait till he gets his yeah. shining no, moment. It's it's not ESPN's story, idiot. It's the person who gave them the story. Who's it's their decision to let them know if they want it to be run or not. And obviously, whoever whoever this woman was in the Porter situation, just quickly before we go here, felt like it was time to do it because now he's in a public. He's now he's going to be on TV every day. He's going to be on TV. He's going to be speaking with the media. He's going to be in headlines and newspapers. He's going to be the guy holding the trophy. If the Mets win the world series, JK, that'll probably never happen, but either way, that's the guy, one of the faces who is, is going to be representing an entire organization. And the woman was probably like, Oh shit. Like I felt uncomfortable for four years, but like now it's reached a point where I have to say something like, this is my responsibility. So it's not ESPN holding onto a story. It's not the angels or, you know, bunch of moles in the angels organization trying to make this team better by kicking Callaway out of town by running a story about him harassing women just a 
grander conspiracy bullshit that we that's becoming part of the mainstream now. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, I'm upset. Anyway, yeah. this is uh, not fun at all. We don't want to have to talk about this anymore, but apparently it's a problem that isn't being corrected in too many places until it's too late. So hopefully this turns the tide a little bit. That is it for this episode of the Yanks Go Yard podcast, which was largely about sexual predators on different organizations. Roll with Coda and roll on over to our digital fare management system that lets you digitize dollars and save money every time you ride. Never pay more than $4.50 a day or $62 a month, no matter how many times you ride. Learn more at coda.com forward slash transit app. And for that, we apologize. Uh, In the future, we'll be talking more about Yankees baseball. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcast. Make sure to drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. Until next time, I'm Adam Weinrib. You can find me at Adam Weinrib on Twitter. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. And everyone, gear up for Pizza Friday, baby. That's the next time we'll see you. Pizza Friday. Goodbye. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick 'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.